Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Lord. Open up your ears and your heart. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. I pray you have your diving clothes on this morning. <laughs> We're going to dive deep this morning. Mm? So take a deep breath and into the water we go. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 is a marvelous book and chapter. It's most profound in understanding the Old Testament and the New Testament. And we're going to touch on that um, some this morning. Don't have a whole lot of time, but we're going to touch on it in whatever way the Lord would have us to touch on it this morning. The particular verse we're looking at is, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The veil is taken away. So if you get, you know, you get married, then the veil lifts up. <laughs> or sometimes when you get sober and you wake up in the morning, the veil lifts up, you know, there's different ways the veils lift up, you know. <laughs> Life in itself has somewhat of a veil over it. We don't know what God is doing. But when we turn to the Lord, we still don't always know what God is doing, but we know it's good. And that's kind of where we want to go this morning. You know that we had a prophecy this week that said, um, you know, that, um, you know, the yes and the no is in the spirit of God. We don't always have to hear a yes and no. I mean, sometimes you pray and the Lord tells you do this and that. That's a given, but that's more about being led. Sometimes the Lord will tell you yes and no, but we're really over um, consumed with wanting to hear God say yes and no all the time. The Bible doesn't say... Listen, it says, be led by the Spirit. It says not to worry beforehand, but to be led by the Spirit. The yes and the no is already in the Spirit of God. It's more like a knowing rather than a hearing. It's, it's a knowing. It's being led by His Spirit. Now, so first I want to say that, you know, much of life is veiled to us. We don't know what life is about. But when we come to God, when we're born of the Spirit, and we come to God, then we have this peace with God, even though we don't have all the answers. We might get a foretaste. We might get a prophecy. We don't have all the answers. But we have the Spirit of God. Yes. 
And it's important to be born of God. It's important to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you're like Saul, you know, uh, King Saul. You know, he prophesied with the prophets. You know, he was with the prophets so much. They said, is Saul with the prophets? I think Saul was kind of a strange little man. He wanted to kill David. He wanted to kill Samuel. But when he got in Samuel's presence, he prophesied, right? Um, when Saul's army got in uh, Samuel's presence, they prophesied. First time they ever prophesied in their life. They didn't go to church to receive the gift. They, they were sent to kill the prophet. Instead of killing the prophet, they prophesied. Didn't go to church to get it, so quit making it hard to get. I'm not saying you should want to kill me so you can get it, but that's it. In the day of, days of Moses, all the, all the elders, the Lord took from Moses' spirit, put it on the elders, and they prophesied. But the Bible said they prophesied one time. So they got touched by the Spirit. Being touched by the Spirit is not the same thing as receiving the Spirit. You can be touched by the Spirit. Amen. Yes. Amen. If your goosebumps don't stay with you, if it's not God. <laughs> mm. Because huh? many times we see people calling themselves prophets and things like that, but they don't ever prophesy. They just got the title. So there's a difference between being touched by the Spirit. Anybody can be touched by the Spirit. You'd be touched by the Spirit of joy, but that don't mean you got joy. The Spirit of joy can touch you, right? But that don't mean you have the Spirit of joy. Yes. I think I saw something on some of the media just this week. They were showing this woman and how happy she was acting with her with her friends or family, whoever she was around, she was happy. And, and the description there says, does this look like somebody that would kill themselves 12 hours later? Wow. So supposedly they committed suicide. But here they're portraying all this happiness. So being touched by the Spirit is not the same thing as being born of the Spirit. It's not the same thing as being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Not the same thing. Amen. All right. Now that we've embraced that, let's look at the old. This whole chapter, and you know, we don't have that much time to go into it, but I think I have an idea where we're going. We'll wait for the Lord to speak. When we look at the whole chapter, it addresses this subject of the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament was the law, the letter, the written code. Now, many times we think, or we would say, the Old Testament is law, New Testament is grace, but it's actually not. The Old Testament is law, the New Testament is led by the Spirit. It is the law of sin and death, and the law of the Spirit of life. So it's the law of the letter. It's what's written, and then it's the law of the Spirit. God moving inside of you miraculously. Yes? Not, not always, not always speaking in turn in tongues and turning flips, that type of thing. So here's what I mean many times when I say that most people are in a New Testament church, but they still live an Old Testament way. The Old Testament way is let me read and understand what I am to do. It says the letter killeth, 
Hmm? But the Spirit gives life. So I, I read, and this is what I'm supposed to do. And so I read, and this is what I'm supposed to do. And when I do it, I feel good. But that's an old glory. It's not in comparison with the glory of the Holy Spirit. So what happens when we understand that the Old Testament is about, I do these things right here, and then I feel good, and then I'm okay by God. That's the, uh, that's the Old Testament. Now, what comes to the New Testament, we're still reading and trying to be obedient, but see, we still have the Old Testament nature. We're not of a New Testament. We're not of the Spirit, because we want to read and understand. We don't want to be led by the Spirit. When the Spirit leads you, you may not understand it. Hmm? Now, the Old Testament, it talked about two covenants. There's the Old Covenant. The Old Covenant is letter. It's a written code. The New Testament is of Spirit. It says that in this chapter. The Old Testament, written code. Read, understand, do, or die. New Testament is of the Spirit. means you do not understand it. So when we are accustomed to being Old Testament or living by law, everybody lives under law. When we come to the New Testament and we're still trying to read and obey, we're still in Old Testament. All we're doing is just finding a better sacrifice than the little animals. But we're still of an Old Testament mindset because we're reading. Now, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying we shouldn't read the Bible. I'm not saying that we shouldn't study. But when you just live by what you know and what you read and what you understand, you, you have some good feelings there. But those good feelings is not the Holy Spirit. It's not the glorious and the new of living by the Spirit. It's two different things. See, when Moses would come down or when Moses would visit with God, his face would light up and shine. See, some of your face gets better when you come to church. Your face gets a little bit better maybe at the end of the service, right? But, but when you go outside, your face fades. That glory is not on you. It, it doesn't look like you've been with angels anymore. Huh? Yes? That's why I see sometimes you go to church to find your husband and wife and you see that face and you say, yes. You better wait to see that face may fade outside. Uh, in here, you're the prophesying one thing out there that they're prophesying something else. Uh, so when we look at that, and with Moses, he would visit with God. Now, this may hurt some of your feelings if you're a lover of Moses. Moses would visit with God, and when he visit with God, and usually for several hours, you know, like some religious people like to visit with God for several hours. When he visit with God for several hours, he'd come out glowing. <laughs> so he'd been praying, and he'd been, he'd been fasting, so when he visits with God, he comes out glowing. But Moses knows it ain't going to stay glowing. So Moses come out glowing, and so he gives the message, or he prophesies, or he ministers. And so it's like many preachers. You know how many preachers? On Sunday morning, they get up very early. They start praying yes. for service. Yes. 
Any minister that has to pray for hours before they go to service is not someone that stays in the spirit. So Moses would go in with God and spend time with God and he'd come out glowing. And so people would listen to him and hear him because he had the anointing upon him. It's glowing. But after Moses got through saying what he had to say, the anointing would fade. So he, would put a, he started putting a veil over his face. I don't know if he wore the veil all the time. I don't think so. But he put a veil over his face so people couldn't tell that God was leaving him. Because if they felt that God was leaving him, so when he judged other things, they said, well, you don't have the anointing. You ain't glowing. There's no light coming on. So here's the thing that you might not want to hear about Moses is Moses, listen, it says Moses was a very humble person, but that doesn't mean Moses was always in the spirit. Because it says we have a glory that does not fade. That does not fade. If you've got a glory that still fades, you're not born of the Spirit. Or you're rejecting the Spirit of God. And the flesh don't like the Spirit of God. The flesh don't like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It, it don't like it. Because if the Spirit is on you, it's always telling you what to do. And the flesh don't want to be told what to do all the time. Huh? Flesh don't want to be told what to do. It wants to marry who it wants to marry. It wants to do what business it wants to do. It wants to buy what it wants to buy. Hmm? So it's fading. And the Bible says that even today when Jews read the Old Testament, because it's got Jesus all in it, they still have a veil on. They, they still, their minds are dull. So Paul's taking the scripture now. He's not talking about the radiance on the face of Moses, but he's saying their minds are dull. They can't see. The scripture says when you turn to the Lord, the veil comes off. The veil comes off. Hmm? Now, it says the ministry of the written code, yes, was glorious, but it brought death. But the ministry of the Spirit brings life now watch this Old Testament written code we read we do this we do this we do this not led by the Spirit we just led by what we've read so we're led by read and not led by the Spirit we're led by led and that's why the Jews added so many laws and so many traditions because they did not have the spirit Isaiah says in the latter days I shall give you a, a spirit of judgment and the fire judgment means knowing inside what you're supposed to do and the fire is the is the spirit of life that 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 radiates that off so it's not just by Reading and doing. See, there's nothing wrong with that. And yes, you feel good, but that's the old way. And it fades. That's like some of you that gets up in the morning and you get your coffee and you get all nice and set, you know, around the kitchen table or what have you. And you read your scripture for the day and you read your prophecy. You probably left Jesus still asleep. And you read it and you say, yes, oh, oh, I feel it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But then it fades away. Huh? 
When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, there's no fading away. He walks with you. He talks with you. See, in the written code, I got to read. Okay, 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 okay. I run and I go do this thing. Oh, I don't know about this. Let me go back and read. I come back over here. And I, uh, okay, 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 okay. Oh, I forgot. What? Yeah. Mm. Now, that's the Old Testament. That's the old way of doing church. I read, I understand, I go do it. But the new way is to be led by the Spirit. It doesn't, don't mean, it doesn't mean I don't read this. I read this and I put it inside me. Because Jesus is inside me. So I put it inside me. I don't always know what to do. But when I get over here, I don't have to run back to check. I'm, I'm just led by the Spirit. In fact, the reason I'm over here is because I was led by the Spirit. See, you, you run here and you read and you read and read. And you go over here and, and you ain't even supposed to be over here. So now you got to run back and read. Now, hear me correctly. Now, there are those who like to be led by a spirit. <laughs> and don't ever want to study. <laughs> and don't want to ever read the word or try to understand anything. They just, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. So what happened? And the next verse says, the spirit that gives freedom. But the Bible says if you use your freedom to cause other people to fall. Or our freedom is not so we can indulge in wickedness. The freedom is that I don't have to know everything. I can just be led by the spirit. I can go places. I, I still don't know if I'm supposed to say yes and no. But when I get to the place, don't worry beforehand. See, some of you like to read and worry. You want to read him where you don't want to be led by the Spirit. Again, I'm not saying we don't read to understand. But when, you, when you're just searching and searching and use, using your mind and you're not using the Spirit, that's the mind of the flesh. You're trying to understand what you're supposed to do. You can read the Word in your flesh or you can read the Word by the Spirit of God. And the Lord just takes the cover off of Scripture so that you understand what's, what you're reading. Uh, you're just reading it, and boom, the cover starts to come off of it. Your mind is free. The Spirit brings freedom. Freedom to what? Freedom to your mind. The mind is what imprisons you. So you understand that when you're born of the Spirit of God, then you're led by the Spirit. doesn't always mean you have the answer. It doesn't mean I have to pray only in my bedroom. That's where it's sanctified in. Only with washed hands. See, you're just an old Hebrew. Huh? I got to do it this way. Huh? You don't put so much oil in your house. If there's ever a fire, that thing's just going to go up in one. Poof. Huh? Like you're grilling chicken or something. Huh? Because you, you read somewhere, put oil. So you're putting oil on everything. Huh? You're putting oil on the saved and the unsaved. You're putting oil on angels and demons. But you're led by the Spirit of God. And guess what? It's scary. Do I trust Him? Hmm? I'm going here today. Do I trust Him?
Lord, I need a job. Where do I go? Lord ain't telling you. Now, he could, but he don't always do it. So you're just sitting on the couch, waiting and praying and reading and worrying. But sometimes the Lord says, go. Where do I go? Just go. He leads you to the place. We put too much emphasis on yes and no. When we want to know yes and no all the time, we don't trust God. And I realized that in the beginning of my ministry, I, I wanted to know all the answers. I still have a curious mind. I like to understand why things work and how things work. But I realized that wanting all the yes and no is me not trusting God. Or wanting the answer when I want it. That's, that's me not trusting God. You'd be led by the Spirit of God. Huh? Not by lust, you know. You'd be led by lust, you know. <laughs> you may say, well, how do I know the difference? If you're born of God, you know the difference. It's something just... I don't know. This don't, this don't feel right. I don't, I don't know. This sounds like a good deal, but this just don't feel... This something don't feel right here. Something ain't right. God, what is it going on? So he began to say, Lord, what's going on? He, and Lord, sometimes he don't even tell you. He just says, trust me. And then all at once, he begins to show you things. Huh? That's what it means to be led by the Spirit. Not the written code. Not the law. So if you want to understand Old Testament and New Testament, for the most part, most churches still in Old Testament. All we did, we took Old Testament ways. We still have our special days. Easter, Christmas, you know, when we dress our little children up to be saints and we know they ain't no saints. Mm. Just this morning I was wondering, I saw, I saw Faith, this is a little one, with such a pretty white dress on, looked like an angel. Uh, as if though she don't have poopy diapers on. See, we, we like to do that foolishness, you know. <laughs> mm. See, when, we, when we're led by the Spirit, you know, we become that new creature automatically. One time, because we've been led by God. If we've been led by the Spirit, we ain't got time to be led by other things. Huh? We don't have time to fall in trouble. If we go back to the flesh, we're going to have these desires and these things. If we go back to reading and trying to understand... Trying to read this word and see how can I find a loophole for fornicating? How can I find a loophole for, for robbing my neighbor? How can I see you, 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 you using that written code? Now, the thing that comes along here is we're still in Old Testament mindset because we're in, we're in the written code. So, so as we come along, you know, all we did was we took the sacrifices that's in the Old Testament and we just come up with... A better sacrifice. Jesus, we don't have to kill our animals. In other words, we don't have to kill our money. And so we just come up with a, a, a better thing. And sometimes we even come up with the idea that we shouldn't give to the house of God. Because we say, by grace, we don't have to give. We can give to our favorite YouTuber. So we really ain't changed nothing. We have our special days. We have Christmas. We have Easter. We have all these things. And we dress up and we fix up and we do our rituals. We have all our special services, just like they did in the Old Testament. We in the New Testament, we ain't one bit better. 
Just because we know the name Jesus, we ain't one bit better. David even said, David even said, you know, I saw the Lord sitting next to my Lord. Moses knew Christ. Hmm? We know better. The reason we know better is because we're still using this written code of doing God. We're not being led by the Spirit. But you can't be led by the Spirit if you don't have the Spirit. <laughs> now, in the Old Testament, the Lord would choose a few people that had the Spirit, right? Some of the prophets, David, different ones. But David had some other spirits too. <laughs> Solomon definitely had some other spirits. He had a lot of other spirits, you know. He could even make up, he can make up his mind which one was his wife, you know. He just... And you know he didn't have all their names remembered. So you probably decided, like, like some men do when they have outside women, they just don't call women by their name. They just say beautiful or honey or sweetie, sweetie, just to save yourself, you know. So you, you, you have this, this thing, and but, but, but you know better because you, you're not led by the Spirit. The New Covenant says... Brings a new covenant, which says, by my spirit. The old covenant says it was written on tablets of stone. And the Bible even says their minds are dull and their heart is hard. So maybe the, what is written on is a hard heart. But illustration-wise, it was written on stone. But the new way of the spirit will be written on human hearts. And whenever the Bible speaks of human hearts, it means a soft heart. A human heart. And Nebuchadnezzar, it, it, it spoke about the king of Babylon, that he was like a lion that came up out of the sea. And, um, you know, the wings were stripped off and he was given a heart of a man. Whenever you hear the Bible talks about a heart of a man or a human heart, or a human heart, it's talking about the softness. So the old was written on tablets of stone. Listen, you write something on the tablet of stone, you can't erase it. This is what the Bible says. And that's why you have all these Bible thumpers. The Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. They're not even paying attention to what the question is. Just the Bible says, the Bible says. And you, sometimes we religiously, we see the Bible say that, but the Bible didn't say. It didn't say we couldn't drink wine we could drink wine on the sabbath we just can't drink it any other day <laughs> we, we twist it to hear what we want to hear right huh? well the bible said i oh, i like the niv it says no sexual immorality so that way we could have sex before marriage because no we, we're not being sexually immoral we've been faithful to each other i love this person <laughs> but if you're led by the spirit you know that don't fly now, let's talk about being led by the Spirit. First, you're baptized by the Spirit. You receive the Spirit. In the Bible, Apollos, in the time of Paul, Apollos, they came up on Apollos, and Apollos was teaching about Jesus. And it says he, he, was, he was very learned, and he was teaching about Jesus, and he was teaching very accurately about Christ. And he was fighting with all those Jews. And he was winning because he was very accurate. He was teaching about Jesus. But when they asked him, whose baptism did you receive? And he said, I received John's baptism. Because the saints at that time, you know, 
They're saying, this man is teaching accurate, but there's something off about him. Don't know what's off about him. I mean, he's teaching about Jesus accurately, just like we do, but there's something off about him. But he's accurate. And they said, whose baptism did you receive? They said, John's baptism. They said, aha, John's baptism was one of repentance. You must be baptized by the Holy Ghost. You must be baptized by the Holy Spirit. So he was very learned. He was very accurate. And sometimes you find some ministers that are very accurate teaching about Jesus, but they hold on to that written code so much and something is missing. There's no freedom. In fact, you don't even feel too good to be around them because you, 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 feel, like, you feel like they're going to judge you any minute, you know. See, that, that's, that's a sign of law. That's a sign of a written code. That's sin and death. That's not the law of spirit of life. So, it, it, it looked good, but it wasn't there. It was missing something. The baptism of the spirit. Not just a touch. Many people get a touch of the spirit. You can get a touch of anything. Your neighbor's angry. You get a touch of it. You start to get angry. Huh? Policemen pull you over, you know. You get angry, they get angry. Or maybe they're upset. Maybe their wives, you know, been aggravating. I don't know why, you know. You know, policemen have wives and husbands, you know. Not necessarily good ones either, you know. They just, they, you know. So you don't know. But, but it, 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 huh? So being touched by the Spirit is not the same thing as being born by the Spirit. Somebody is just, their, their face is radiant on Sunday morning and not radiant the rest of the time. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. If we continue to sin, we're not born of God. And we continue to be sad, we're not born of God. No, 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 no. When you're born of the Spirit, the Spirit won't let you stay down. Right here, right here. All right, so let me pick on the Pentecostals a minute. We love the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I like that too. We love that. But it says the ministry of the Old Covenant is not worthy comparing to the ministry of the New Covenant. That word ministry means the workings or works of. What we don't understand is Pentecostals is the baptism of the Holy Spirit produces works. It produces witnesses. Yes? We rest from our work, but we enter God's work. We enter God's rest. So we think the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just so we can dance on Sunday morning. So we can feel good. So we, we think that's, that's, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. So we can dance, we can feel good, we can shout. Or maybe during the week if we're just feeling a little bad, you know, we, we just have a, a Holy Ghost remedy, right? Just smoke you some pot and get over with it. Because mm -hmm. that's all you're looking for. You're looking for a high. The Bible says don't take the name of the Lord in vain. And the Bible says do not grieve the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, oh, woo, oh yes, it feels good. Huh? I like that. But you don't do nothing with what you feel good? As high as you are, you should be doing something. And so the reason 
that most people wow. never, never, or they fall away, is because they think the Holy Spirit is just about this feeling. See, they, they think that's, it's just about this addiction and this high. And before long, they get used to it. When they first started coming to church, they was up front dancing more than anybody else. But after a while, they start sitting in the back. Well, I know that. Because we made it an addiction. Not an empowerment. Jesus says, wait here till the Holy Spirit comes. Wait here till the power. See, we like the power. Wait here till the power comes. But what are you supposed to do with the power? So we, we make an addiction out of the Holy Ghost. We make an addiction out of feeling the Spirit. And then we, we, we have this thing because we like to be special. We like the power. Huh? That's why some prophets say, well, you know, the anointing is a left. I can't, I can't pray for you now. Service over. There's some more than fading ministers. Huh? What the Lord puts in you don't fade. The written code fades. You might need to get a veil for that. But when God puts a gift in you, it don't fade. It don't fade. I have to be careful when I joke. And if you've been around me, you know I love to say some stupidness. I have to be careful because it just comes to pass. <laughs> but I realize the Holy Spirit gives me the humor that I have. That's why, I am, that's why I'm not all locked up and all tied up. Huh? I love the joy. This joy. The world didn't give me this joy, you know. I found this after Christ. I didn't find this before. Because some people that's got joy before have a hard time getting it after. Because you've got to lay down your joy and take up the Lord's joy. But the ministry of the, the written code and the ministry of the Spirit, which is life. And freedom. See, that don't fade. And we must understand that that baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for self-indulgence. I mean, it's okay to come to church and worship. Right? It's okay. But that's, you know, coming to church, and, and church is definitely, you know, it's a place where we do witness to people. It's where we encourage each other. Right? But if we are called to be light, all right, and we all come to the church to be, have light, and then nobody in here needs, needs a light. We're just blinding ourselves with each other. Churches, the Holy Spirit is something more than inside the building. Yes. Now, I ain't going to call no names, but sometimes when they cook peas here, they love to put too much salt in it. Jesus has said, made the salt. Huh? Huh? The Spirit not rising, blood pressure rising. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they have two or three cooks, and I think they all like to put salt in there. <laughs> or they think, they think, okay, well, this needs something. Well, I don't know. Maybe it needs some other flavors. Oh, it needs more salt, and they just salt in it. Jesus says, be the salt of the earth. But if we all salt, who are we helping? Now, I'm not saying we, should, we shouldn't fellowship, most definitely. And we should dance. We should enjoy that. We should enjoy the spirit coming and prophesying. But listen, church is not just for pleasure, you know. Churches come to edify us, strengthen us, encourage us. But see, if you ain't careful, you still heard me wrong. 
to encourage me, to strengthen me, to go forth as a light, to go forth as salt. Huh? Go to somebody that's got peas with no salt. Huh? We, we don't understand that, that, that it's, it's a working thing. The Lord didn't put his spirit on us just so we could feel good. The Lord loves us and he gives us his spirit. That's just one of the benefits, right? That's like being a policeman. You get a gun. <laughs> That's nice. But, you know, it's just a benefit. Huh? <laughs> it's a benefit. Yeah, cuffs, you know. The romance, what have you, whatever. I don't know what you do with them cuffs after hours, but you know, that's just a benefit. But the thing is, if you're filled with the Spirit, you want to witness. Yes, you want to witness. You want to witness. And you want to be with the fellowship of the brethren and not just sitting on Facebook. Huh? You better not be sitting on your toilet watching me, you know. Why? <laughs> now, we do have people that listen to us that, that's, you know, other countries, different things, right? Yes? See, this couple is from Tobago. We have people. We actually have people sometimes that fly here just for the service. We understand that. We understand if something ties you up. So that's why we have Facebook, YouTube, Zoom, all that, right? But... I don't think Yolanda ever forget the time that we had Zoom and some lady comes out for her bra on, forgot she had her camera on. <laughs> They're going to start to think Yolanda's watching porn in the back. <laughs> no, when the Spirit of God is in you. Uh, And the reason some of you feel dead and you have the Holy Spirit, you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit. I pray you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, not just touched by him. You know, you know back in 1999, whenever you was touched by the Holy Spirit, whenever you prophesied, you know, you know, or sometimes we have these testimonies that, uh, you know, it was before cell phones. <laughs> I don't hear no, I don't hear no testimony before cell phones. Hmm? So, the Spirit comes that our lives would be productive in the way of God. Amen. Yes? Amen. Now, it will make you productive. If, 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 you're, if you're a business person, you may not be called to give that business up and be full-time in ministry. But you are called to be full-time in ministry. Amen. Hmm? You, you're called to be a light unto your employees. Or if you're working at a place, you're called to be a light and salt in a place where there ain't much light and much salt. Huh? Yes. Huh? Enoch, back in the, in the Old Testament days, Enoch, if you read the book of Enoch, Enoch said the salt was of the devil. You hear that, you cooks? Because <laughs> Enoch... In the book of Enoch, it's not, it's, not, it's not in the Bible, but it is a book that is acknowledged in the Bible. In the book of Enoch, it said that salt and spices, all those things are the devil. Because it, it makes you overeat, it makes you do all these things, you know, and it's not good for you. You know, it's just like, you know, you, you know when, when food don't taste good, you don't overeat. 
You just eat enough to satisfy the hunger, and you go about your work. So according to Enoch, we Saul came from the devil, right? He probably grounded up Lot's wife. I don't know. It came of the devil. <laughs> you hear that, cooks? Quit putting all that salt in peace. Hmm? So we're not using the salt in the right places. Uh, no. And that's why some of you, you're born of the Spirit, but you're dead. You're dead because you're not using the Spirit. You're just using it to guide yourself around in the sea of crazy and try not to get in no fights today. You're not using the Spirit to be a witness. It says that there's a light. You don't hide it under a bushel. You put it up where people can see the light. You're called to be a light, not a coward. God didn't give you the Holy Spirit just so you could keep yours and yours safe. And, and this is the only way you're praying. This is the only way you're moving. God empowered you to be a light. And he said he comes to get, preach good news to the poor. You're supposed to be preaching good news to the poor. And that's why, that's why you need to be wealthy. You need to be blessed in your life. Listen. Hello. Listen. If I'm overweight and there's some fat person telling me they got a wonderful diet. Or if I go to the gym and there's some marshmallow. Huh? Three ab. Indian belly. I'll get you in shape. Huh? Huh? You gonna get me in shape? Uh, what? That's like a wife that can't cook. Uh, what? So here you are, you poor little broke self. You telling somebody struggling. Listen, if you trust in God, he'll make you rich. Huh? Yes? And your shoes got air conditioners in them. What God you talking about? If God makes you rich, why are you so broke? I would like to know everything that you're doing. So I don't end up like you. But see, we don't, we don't understand wealth. We, we don't understand that wealth is part, of, is part of the salt. We don't understand. Because in our minds, the only thing we're supposed to do with wealth is, okay, I, if, I get, if I get successful, I could build a church for the, I could build a building for the church. You know, I could, I could contribute. And yes, that's a part of it, contributing to the family of God that you belong to. But there's a piece we're missing. Your wealth is supposed to be a light. So you can witness. Broke people can only minister to broke people. Huh? Thick people can only minister to thick people. Weak people can only minister to weak people. Why? I mean, Jesus did say, he says, okay, do what they say, but don't do what they do. And understand it. If you're hurting enough, and if you're broke enough, you could listen to a broke person because ain't nobody else talking to you. All right. 
But let me listen to what this broke man says. I broke, let me listen to what this broke man says. So I could either say, all right, let me try this. Maybe the Lord is speaking through him. Maybe he's just a humble servant. And the Lord didn't give him no shoes. So let me listen to him. Or I could say, okay, this is what you say do. I'll do the opposite. Success. Y'all didn't catch that. I do the opposite. Broke person tell you to do this and you'll be rich. Hmm? No. When Jesus said, I come to preach good news to the poor, he didn't say when you get to heaven. This is your time to be blessed. This, but, but we don't understand that in the church. We get caught up in the wealth because we think the wealth and the Holy Ghost is for self-indulgence. And our own bubble baths. We don't understand that we are called to prosper, to be a light, so our witness can be strong. Come on, righty. If there's one thing that I have said over and over in this house, even from Shaguanas, over and over in this house, I know we are a joyful bunch of people, and we like our craziness. Yes? But I say, listen, we're going to be professional. The wall's going to stay painted. We're going to be professional. Huh? The mall at Trin City, I don't even know if they fixed it yet. That bathroom upstairs, that door been off the hinges and beat up. As long as I've been here, when I first come to Trinidad, the Trin City Mall, that bathroom door. Anybody know the bathroom door off the food court there? That thing is bent up and, and, and won't half shut. They finally fixed it. Took 20-something years. All right, 22 years. When did they fix it? Probably fixed it because some other malls recent. 20-something years. That is not professional. We have an obligation. This house has an obligation. We will be professional. We have an obligation. We have an obligation to be, to be patient and persevering. We have that obligation. We, we have that responsibility. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. For self-control. For discipline. That we can be a light to the world. Huh? You, you fighting with your husband and wife. Making all kinds of noise. And then when your neighbor fights. You're going to go over and say. I'm a minister of the Lord. I'd like to minister to y'all on your relationship. Hmm? Huh? If you fight with your wife. How you going to fight? How you going to teach somebody else? Or the Bible says, you know, if you can't control your children. Right? Now, I understand sometimes circumstances are circumstances. But, but if you can't control your children, how are you going to teach somebody to control their children? Huh? Darkness can't teach darkness to be light. Amen. Broke can't teach a broke to be rich. Huh? Now, sometimes as ministers, we may start off broke. But we don't act broke. We don't act broke. We don't act broke. Many years ago in Guyana, yes, I'd walk in most places. My shoes had a hole in it. I put some duct tape in it to try to keep the water out of it. I still believe it. Hmm? He come to preach good news to the poor. I never act poor. 
I don't care how many times I wore the pants. I don't care how big hole my hole was in my shoe. I don't care. Don't care where I had safety pins. I, I don't care. I'm not going to act poor. I'm not going to speak poor. Hmm? Now, understand that we, we, we have humble beginnings. But when the Holy Spirit is with you, it's going to anoint your life. Hmm? If you're in full-time ministry, it's going to anoint your life in full-time ministry. If it's in business, it's going to anoint your life in that business. But don't forget, this business is, you've got to leave this one day. This business is part of the light. Huh? You getting a new car, it's a part of the light. It's, it's not, look at me. Look at me. Lord loves me, you know. Look at me. That's not the message you're supposed to be given. The message you're supposed to be given. If you trust in the Lord, your blessings coming. I'm just saying the Lord is good. Huh? I'm saying the Lord is good. Every Sunday, you got all these miserable people coming into church saying the Lord is good. 90% of them don't believe it. Because they ain't baptized in the Holy Ghost. They don't walk in the Holy Spirit. They've been touched by him. But they don't let the Holy Spirit be active in their life. Huh? The Holy Spirit is working. He's working. I mean, we, we, we love to sing working for my good, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, he's working for my good. We love to say that. He's working for my good. He's working for my good. Come on. Come on. You know you're feeling it. You can't resist it. He's working for my good. He work Come on. You, you know you want to dance. Come on, you, you know you're feeling it. Come on. Come on, Shelly. He's working for my good. Come on. Huh? Somebody wrote that song. He's working for my good. He's working for my sake. Come on, Josiane. Give me a little bit of that song. How, how's that go? Huh? Come on. Oh, come on. Come on, my selfish creature. Come. Come on, sing your song. Working for my sake. Hey. Uh-huh. Yes, come on. Uh-huh. See, we're feeling it. People in the back woke up. We're feeling it, you know. Yes, he works for you, but it's much bigger than that. It's much greater than that. To be baptized by his spirit. A spirit of fire. In the spirit of judgment, the spirit of zeal. See, it's awesome when people get touched by the spirit. I heard somebody say, woo. Now, what you going to do with that woo? What you going to do with it, huh? Huh? To him who has much, much is required. What you going to do with it? Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. I don't know if I interpret your tongues right, but it sounds like my new car is coming. Uh. 
Listen, it's okay to be blessed by God. We, we shouldn't be, oh, oh Lord, just give that to somebody else. No, if the Lord wants to bless you, He wants to bless you. But listen, you're robbing yourself. Not only of blessings, but you're robbing yourself of the opportunity of what the Holy Spirit is really for. And you're grieving the Holy Spirit. The Lord gives you of His Spirit. Not just about you. Not about you. And your business, it's not about you. And yes, God wants to grow because he wants to give some people some good jobs with a good pay. And you're almost like this minister of this, these workers. You have such opportunity there to minister to your workers. Or if you're an employee, you, you could be a humble employee. Huh? You could be one that's, that's a light there. You're not always trying to shove it down people's throat. You're not always trying to take over the company and say, the Lord says do this, and the Lord says do that, and the Lord says do that, you know. We, we like to feel the power, you know. Eh? Yes, there's prophets like that. The Lord says do this. The Lord says dance in a circle four times. Yes, and wave a chicken feather. That's not what the anointing's about. That's not what the gift of prophecy about. Huh? So to, to Apollos, it, it said, that's a baptism of repentance. That's part of Old Testament. You know, that's just, that's just a, that's a washing. The, the Hebrews had washing rituals and ceremonial rituals. If you go back and look at the Old Testament, they had what they called a sieve, which was a big tub of a thing that had water in it. The priest washed in it so when John come baptizing it was just it was like a baptism for regular people but it's still part of the written code it's not the baptism <coughs> of the Holy Spirit it's not the baptism of the Spirit see not the written code but of the Spirit see when you have the Spirit of God you're not always afraid the world's going to come to the end. When you have the Spirit of God, you would have known from the beginning COVID wasn't going to kill all of us. Uh -huh. Yes? And there's so much paranoia right now over COVID. They're just waiting for the next disease. Scientists working hard trying to find the next one. Uh -huh. And evidently COVID's got many children because they keep giving names. This is COVID this and COVID that and COVID the other and COVID. COVID. Uh -huh. But when the Lord says it's over, they, 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 that's it. Huh? To be born by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Huh? Are you born by the Spirit of God? Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Not touched, but baptized. There's the baptism of water, you know. That's where you pledge allegiance to Christ. Is that baptism. And the Holy Spirit does lead you through that. But then Jesus says, wait for the power to come. Sometimes they come all at once, but wait for the power. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? Not just touched. Huh? The Holy Spirit that's got fire and life. It says we have boldness. But not like Moses, who was fading away. We have boldness, not arrogance. Boldness. The flesh likes to have boldness, which is arrogance. And here's the thing. The flesh don't like the Holy Spirit. It might like it in church because it's getting some attention. It might like it if it prophesies something good for itself. But to be 
to have the Holy Spirit in you all the time. Your flesh don't always like it. Huh? It, it, it's like your mama going with you on your honeymoon. It, it's just <laughs> and daddy and uncle and auntie. That they're, huh? Uh huh. Oh, da, 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 da. Sometimes I watch too many documentaries. I think that there's 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 some tribe of people that actually the 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 family and the in laws go. For the consecration of marriage. You don't know what that means. It means everybody goes on the honeymoon. Into the honeymoon suite. And watch it. Yes. <laughs> Aunties and uncles. and huh? Hey. See, all of you said, no, 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 no. He said, no, no, no. Hello. Listen, there's a great cloud of witnesses always with you. <laughs> Jesus goes with you everywhere. Hmm? The prophets go with you everywhere. Yes? Uh? I'm not saying I go with you everywhere, but I'm saying... Uh? But see, we don't like that. We don't like that. And that's why most marriages don't work, because we don't let the Holy Spirit get in there and make it work. That's why churches don't work, because we don't let the Holy Spirit get in there and make it work. Where the Holy Spirit is, there's no confusion. Amen. Where the Holy Spirit is, there's no fighting. And where the Holy Spirit is, there's no written code. You know what I mean by written code? That means when you see somebody acting a little different in church, you say, where's that in the Bible? Huh? Where's that in the Bible? Well, I don't see your name in the Bible either. <laughs> so where are you at in the Bible? Unless your name is you. And you don't know Chinese. Huh? huh? Listen, everything in life is in that word, but you can't always find it. The Lord has to show it to you. So that's why we get in church and we say, I want that, that's, not, that's not the way God wants to do it. That's not, that's not in the Bible. They, they shouldn't be doing this, and they shouldn't be doing that, and they shouldn't be doing all this stuff. Because huh? you're still living by Old Testament. You're still living by written code. But there's the freedom of the Spirit. Now, the freedom of the Spirit has judgment in it, but it's written on our hearts. It's not written on tablets hey you know it's not written on tablets it's not written somewhere it's written in here he will put his law into our hearts it's in here but are you baptized by the spirit first question are you just touched by the spirit are you being led by the spirit or are you grieving the holy spirit are you like a child that Mama dragged to church this morning. Mm. Yes. You just, all right. Mama, can I have a hot dog afterwards? All right. Yeah. So you had to bribe you to bring you to church. <laughs> well, that's all right. Drag them little ones here. Maybe sooner or later, we, at least they get to hear the written code. But to be led by the Spirit. 
Alright, we we gonna we're gonna do something. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday next week. Right? We're gonna have well, we have services already Tuesday and Friday, but I'm gonna take them. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Right? Tuesday night we're gonna have a thing for families and the workings of family, what family is supposed to be about. It's really four nights of the Holy Spirit, I guess we could say. Although we're not going to give the Holy Spirit more glory than God, because the Holy Spirit is of God, right? All right, so Tuesday night, we're going, we're going to do families and the workings of it. We already have some awesome revelations about why marriages don't work, because they're not working for God. Um, and then Wednesday and Thursday, it's going to be about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're going to go through these scriptures some more. Right? I, I love the Holy Spirit. And then Friday night, we're just going to have a, a pre-night and a light. So we're going to have a night and a light this Friday and next Friday too. Right? Now. That's next week, right? All right. If you can't make it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I, Josiane, I think we would encourage families to come to that. Yes, right. Um, by the way, if you're new this morning, we have families. Almost to the place we've got to have two houses, but we're still doing one. But if you, Josiane, raise your hand up. Nicole is on vacation, so you could see Josiane if you want to be a part of families, right? Wonderful experience. Except not this week coming. I love the Holy Spirit, but I don't like what we do with Him sometimes. I don't like jokes about the Holy Spirit. Because, listen, the written code could never have saved me. I know that. Well, truth is, the Bible says it can't save nobody. Right? But Apollos might have thought it could. I know personally, the written code, and I'm talking about Old Testament, New Testament, just what you read in there can't save you you will never Paul put it this way he says why are you putting a burden on people why are you why are you testing God you you requiring them to obey these laws and, and we can't even obey, obey them you're going to fall short I know Old Testament New Testament could not have saved me what saved me was his Holy Spirit uh, yes knowledge can't love you Understanding can't love you. Huh? Knowledge can't give you boldness. Knowledge can't give you strength. Knowledge can't take away your selfishness. Huh? Huh? It's just ceremonial acts. It's just religious ceremonies that we go through. That can't, make, that can't deliver you. You read the Old Testament, New Testament will never deliver you of sin. It says the law is powerless. Now the New Testament confesses to the new covenant which is the law of spirit but just because you're reading it don't mean that you have 
the Spirit. It is the Spirit of God that takes away depression. It is the Spirit of God that delivers. And sometimes we say the Old Testament is law, the New Testament is grace. That's not exactly true. Because when you say the Old Testament is law and the New Testament is grace, you're saying you don't have to do anything in the New Testament. Oh, yes, you have to be led by the Spirit. The Old Testament is law. The New Testament is being led by the Spirit. <clears throat> and it says if we are led by the Spirit, we put to death the, the deeds of the body. Grace don't put to death the misdeeds of the body. Grace just says, all right, I forgive you. It does not put it to death. But if you're led by the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit teaches you to say no to all ungodliness. Hmm? Ladies, if you have a man you can't say no to, let me introduce you to Mr. No. <laughs> yes, man. Hmm? <laughs> yes, the women need it before, and men need it after they get married. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I love the Holy Spirit. I don't love him more than God because the Holy Spirit is God. It's his spirit. Quite simple. I am me, but I have a spirit. You may not like my spirit. So what you probably would say, I don't like that person. But you just judge me and my spirit. <laughs> it's the spirit of God. We make it too complicated. We make it so complicated we can't even understand the Trinity. We can't understand Jesus, the word of God, and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of God. We, we can't understand that. Why? Because we are under the written code. We can't understand it because we're not born of the spirit. And if we are born of the spirit... We, we are fighting with what the Spirit is trying to tell us. Now, being born of the Spirit don't make us perfect, but it means we don't continue to sin. We don't continue to fall as much as we used to. We get to a place where we overcome these things. We don't continue to be sad. When you are led by the Spirit, but you could just shut down on the Spirit and start to grieve the Spirit. It might be with you, but according to the Old Testament, He can leave you too. According to the New Testament, your name can be blotted out. You've got to be led by the Spirit. Huh? Jesus didn't come so we could keep fornicating. Jesus came so we would be empowered not to fornicate. Jesus came to forgive us for our fornication, for our robbery, for our theft, for our, our pride, all the other things we do. He came to forgive us for that, but to empower us. Teach us to say no to all ungodliness and yes to all righteousness. The things you need to say yes to. Huh? Because sometimes you're pretty good at no. Spirit wakes you up in the night and say, pray. No. <laughs> See, sometimes you need to say yes. But you're powerless. Huh? I want to do more. I want to do more in church. I, I want to join a class. We have, we have prophetic classes. We have all kinds of classes here. Uh, this afternoon at 3, right? 3, 3.30. We, we have preaching fellowship. You can stay and preach. Everybody gets 10, 15 minutes to preach. Sometimes you want to do that, but you just you can't find the time. Listen, when you get the Holy Spirit, you find time. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 
You find time. You always got time. You got time to sleep, time to just sit and do nothing, time to eat too much, time to do a lot of things you shouldn't do, you know. Hmm. And when the Holy Spirit comes. Huh? But you can't do it on your own. Quit beating yourself up. You can't do it with God, without God. You may want to read more, but you got to do it the way the Lord wants you to read. Huh? Yeah. I, I used to not like to read. I would read, if, I, if it was a subject matter, I would, I would read enough to understand it. I didn't like school. took too long. <laughs> I'm just glad YouTube went out when I, was, when I was young. And the Lord would have had a hard time saving me. But I'd go to the library, you know, that big building that used to have books in it. Some of you may not know what that is anymore. <laughs> so I didn't like to read much. Now, I could sit for hours and hours and hours and read. That's not me. No. That's not me. The joy I have. Uh, whatever that humor is I have right now, that, that's not me. The Lord gave me that. That's not me. That's not who I used to be. I was always kind of jovial, but that's, that's not, this is not me. Uh, God will make you somebody that you're not. Uh, but you've got to trust him. See? Look at that. See, you think, you think receiving the Holy Spirit is just falling over. Huh? Just falling over and kicking your feet a few times and, and, and coming up with some gibberish. Huh? I've seen some of you ladies do that when a handsome man comes in. You know, Ooh, They got the Holy Spirit. You can't talk. No. I'm not discrediting that. But I'm telling you, the, 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 there's something that the Holy Spirit is supposed to be doing. Huh? And it's not like the Holy Spirit gets in you and you go... It don't work like that. It's like you love Him. And so you go, even with fear and trembling sometimes, you, you do what God tells you to do. And he leads you. And sometimes he says, leave that alone. But I want that. Sometimes he says, walk away from something. But I want that. Is he leading you to somewhere awesome? Uh, listen, you've fallen in love with God. Fall in love with his spirit. Huh? See, just like, see, God has a spirit. I have a spirit. It's, it's what you feel. When I talk, it's what you feel. That's my spirit. See? I could just stand here. Watch this. I could just stand here. This is me, right? I stand here. I do this. <laughs> Sorry. It slipped. <laughs> it slipped. <laughs> well, actually, actually, you, you have a, a, a spirit presence, but usually you don't detect the spirit until I begin to move or I begin to talk, you begin to detect my spirit. So the Holy Spirit, it's not no big bird up there. <laughs> huh? That's the illustration. That little dove that come and landed on, on Jesus. Hello. A little dove come and land on Jesus. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's the illustration. That's for voodoo people that needs to see a sign. That's a sign. That's for unbelievers who... well. How do I know God has accepted him? How do I know he's the one? Even John, you know, John was, the, was with the, uh, of the Old Testament mindset. Even John, the Lord says, 
on whom you see the spirit land. Sometimes, you know, sometimes in the beginning, we, we need to see these signs. We need to see a dove. But the spirit of my God is not no dove. That's an illustration. Just as the spirit of the Lord spoke through Balaam's donkey. Yes. That's why those Hindus have so, such strange gods. Anything talks to them. Huh? I wonder if people didn't start worshiping that donkey. Huh? Yeah. Maybe that was the donkey Jesus rode on. He never died. <laughs> but the Spirit of God is much more than that. And some of you want to see a vision of the Holy Spirit. You want to see visions of angels. And you want to see visions of Jesus. But he's so much more. Because you want to see it in some... Oh, he's so cute. That's why we like Jesus in a manger. You know why we like Jesus in a manger? Because we can pick him up. <laughs> we can carry him. Look, I got Jesus. He's my Savior. Yeah. Huh? You know how many mothers have said, you know, maybe they're single mothers, what have you, and they got this baby, or maybe they got a husband they can't control, what have you, and they got this little baby, and they say, you're my life, you're my life. That ain't no life, that's a baby. <laughs> that's why we like that story. And you know, the reason the story of the manger is here, Jesus born in a manger, born in the stable. Oh, Lord, that's a story right there. Make Hallmark cry. <laughs> See, we like that. It, 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 it touches something inside. The, 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 the baby had to be born in a manger, you know, with, with the, uh, the animals and all that. And, you know, didn't have no crib for a bed. He was just put in a feeding trough, you know. We, we, we like that. And, and little Jesus, we like that because, see, God's tricking you with that, you know. Because, see, all of you Hallmark at heart, you, you like something sad, you know. <laughs> now, don't hear me wrong this morning. I'm not discrediting any of it. But, I know, but I, at some time, at some point, you need to let Jesus grow up in your arms. And you need to sit him down. And let him walk, and let him talk, and let him get big, and let him be Lord of your life. Because uh, when Jesus is small, I can just take Jesus, I sit him over here. Uh, I could rent a motel room and fornicate, I just sit him on the dresser. I could watch porn. I just, I just put Jesus around behind me so he can't see me. See, we like baby Jesus. Jesus ain't no baby. He's life. He's life. I love the Holy Spirit. He always gets me or he always, I get him or something. I don't know. Huh? He corrects me. He encourages me. He gives me strength. Huh? I, I love to read the Word. I love to study. But He's inside me. And here's the thing I know about the Bible. Without Him, I can't understand it. Anybody ever read the Bible and get confused? Yes. All right. So if the written words was life all by themselves, then you would understand it and it would give you life. No, you have to have the Spirit of God to know. Because... As the scripture says, there's a veil that's over it. Hmm? The Jews read 
the Old Testament today. And they've even heard about Jesus, but there's a veil. They can't see it. It'll be taken off at the right time. And, so, and in a lot of churches, there's a veil over us because we're still under the written code. We're not by the Spirit of God. We're under a written code. Uh, and sometimes you come to church and you don't know why you're coming to church. Maybe you're not filled with the Spirit. Maybe you're not baptized with the Spirit. When you're baptized with the Spirit, you don't run around singing songs. He's working for me. He's working for my sake. Sing it, Josette. Uh, uh, I mean, I can sing the song for a moment, but it, but it don't take long for me to understand. That. There's some bad theology in this song, you know. What happened to the scripture? It says, you know, he who tries to save his life will lose it. Uh, there's some bad theology in that song. Even if it does make you feel good. But he is working for my sake. But he's working for a whole lot more than me just having a nice car and a nice house. Huh? When you get the blessings of God, you don't even need those things, really. But he, he gives those things. You know you want a car and a wife. You know that. God wants you to have one. Yes. But what he wants most is for you to be a witness. There's so, so much more to you. And a soul, if you're forsaking your soul, you know what a soul is? You gain the whole world. But forsaking your soul, a soul that has no love. Nobody loves you and you don't love nobody. That's a forsaken soul. Huh? That's a forsaken soul. It's got as much life as your big screen without electricity. It's just blank. The Holy Spirit has so much more for you. These other things, they're going to come. And then what it says, seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. All these things will be added. Amen. But to have the Holy Spirit, that's the... Ah. Tabako se meke seke. So, I don't want you to feel like you're not saved. You can be broke and be saved. I don't want you to feel like you're not saved. You cannot preach much and be saved. Yes. But it's kind of like this. Kind of like the illustration. The Bible without Jesus, without his spirit, is like a big screen without electricity. Mm. There's so much more to him. Now, if you're married, I encourage you to come Tuesday night, right? If you want more of the Holy Spirit, married or single, Wednesday and Thursday. You can come to all nights. Just because it's for families, eh, that could be for the future. Or you could come to find out what you did wrong in the last one. <laughs> but I pray that the Lord moves on you in such a way. Yes? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk down this aisle right here. And when I walk down this aisle, the Holy Spirit says He's going to touch the rose. I don't care if you fall. I don't care if you dribble. It's not that. 
Something's going to touch you. So I'm going to encourage you to come Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday too. Friday, two nights of uh, night in the light, right? Two Fridays in a row, right? But listen, God is good and He's real. Now, many times, young ministers, we, we, we focus a whole lot just on getting people to feel the Spirit. I love to see people get to feel the Spirit because I know I wouldn't be here without Him. But sometimes we think that's all there is. He lives inside of you. And he begins to talk to you inside. He don't always answer your foolish questions. <laughs> Sometimes he says, quit worrying, i got to cover it. Because as I said, I used to want to know everything. But now, eh, I trust him. So I don't need to know all the answers. Except for some theological things. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to touch just touch. That's all. Just touch. Some people say the prophet ain't anointed like he used to be. Uh, I just realized the Lord don't need a clown. He just the Lord can do what he wants to do. Now, if you want to resist, resist. That's okay. <laughs> the devil's looking for a few good people. <laughs> or, or would that be a few bad people? <laughs> Ever how he wants to touch you. Could be goosebumps. Could be a dove. Could be just joy. Uh, be real. Uh, and this touch... This touch, you don't have to be perfect with God. So don't, 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 don't say, the Lord ain't going to touch me because I'm not a good person. Listen, ain't nobody a good person until God touches them. It's, it's when the Lord touches you that your life changes. Yeah? yeah. I don't have to put no olive oil on your head. Don't have to flip you over in the skillet. Don't have to do none of that stuff. Uh, I don't have to lay my head on your sweaty head. Uh, he's there. He just touches. Because he loves. And don't give me the Pentecostal head shake either, you know. Like this is just for everybody else. No, this is for you. Mm. Huh? Just let the Lord do whatever he wants to do. Don't try to figure out. Just let the Lord do it. You trying to figure out is what messes it up in the first place. You just let the Lord touch you. That's all you got to do. Just say, Lord. I just want to be touched by you. Hmm? It's that simple. Hallelujah. Huh? He touches everybody in a different way, you know. Pentecostals can't understand that. They think everybody's got to do the same dance, you know. No, he touches all of us in a different way. We feel something. Something breaks. We feel something. Something breaks. And, and mark my word. Huh? 
this ain't going to fade away. I'm going to let it stay with you. Well, I'm going to give you the choice. You can take it with you. Because right here, somebody's going to get delivered of something. I, I feel that. You're going to realize you're going to go home and you don't feel that heaviness and that darkness no more. It's, it's gone. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jesus loves us just as we are. Nothing hard about that. Hallelujah. Nothing hard about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey. Just let him touch you ever how he wants to touch you. Huh? Yes? That's evidence. God still loves you, you know. Just let him touch you. You don't have to worry about, you know, how good you are. Jesus came because we wasn't good. You know, if we was all good, Jesus would never left heaven. He came because we wasn't good. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to empower you, says the Lord. I want to strengthen you. I want you to know that I am real. And that I have come not that you may live life selfishly. But you may live life selflessly. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. Glory. Kiss on my Now, sometimes you're expecting a whole lot, but sometimes you just you just need to receive what God is doing. Uh, but you know, the flesh don't like this truth, you know, because the Antichrist is the one that says Jesus don't come in the flesh. What do you think would happen if Jesus came in your flesh? First thing, ladies, you couldn't blame all your problems on that man, you know. You blame it on the devil. And you did not marry the devil. Don't flatter yourself. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You got that on camera. Mm-hmm. 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 Working for God's sake. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
के इस बाखाए के नया the written code see religiousness don't want you to feel this religiousness wants to earn it and you fix yourself up and then you, you walk up before the throne you get ready for your crown you know Religiousness don't want you to understand. Jesus said, "I come to make your joy complete." Written code don't want to understand that. I got too many problems and too many worries to be happy. I got to get serious with God this morning. Hello, God got serious a long time ago. He overcome all your problems on the cross. Huh? The only serious problem you got is not believing it. The only serious problem you got is you want to see it done before you begin to receive. It don't work like that. You receive it. Here's the thing: God's got many blessings for you in life, and you're gonna get those blessings, but some of you gonna be half dead before you get there. Because you never really believed that God was really with you. The Spirit of the Lord comes that you may receive, that you may have joy in the hope that we have in God. Hmm? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! All right, so. Probably, probably if you come next service, next service we might have some prophecies, most likely. Yes, um, you know I, I, I don't like religiousness. Let's just do whatever God wants us to do. Yes. Now listen, think about this. Hmm? I want to encourage you to come Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week, right, or any night thereof. But we we're gonna focus on families Tuesday night. Right, the same Holy Spirit, the workings of the Holy Spirit in a marriage. Once you understand this, you're gonna know why most marriages do not work. It's not that they can't work in this day and time. It's just that we've become abundantly selfish in this day and time. And the other two nights, we're gonna devote to the Holy Spirit and whatever He wants to do and how He wants to do it. Encourage you to read this chapter because we're probably gonna stick with this chapter right here. Or thereabouts. Yes. Listen, God loves you. Mm. And Jesus came in the flesh. Uh, he didn't come in your head. He come in the flesh. Jesus is inside you. You must believe it. And He'll teach you to trust Him. Mm. Teach you to say no when you need to say no. Yes when you need to say yes. That power right there is just awesome, isn't it? If I could just say no when I need to say no, and sometimes say no, and I don't even know why I'm saying no, but the Lord said say no, and I'm saying I might want to say yes, but I say no. But then I find out, wow, I'm glad I said no. Uh, may the Lord give you that power this week.
along with his joy and his freedom. And you know what? A happy Christian likes to read more than a sad Christian. Hmm? You take a child and make them read a book. <laughs> Even if they read it, they ain't going to remember none of it. But if you can take a child and make the book so salty, not too salty, but so salty, <laughs> that they pick up that book and read, I don't care if they read but three pages and liked it. Say, that's theology. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes, not over salty. Right? So if you're going to give somebody the Lord this week, make sure he's not over. Don't put too much salt in it. Yeah. You're going to have a blessed week. Amen. Yeah. Love you very much. Yes, Joseph.